Yo. Hey. Can you hear me? You listening to Hashtag W-A-W. What a week. What a week. It's the start of the show on the hump of the year, so how about we get over it by getting into it? Welcome back to Wow, What a Week. This is Wow, What a Week. What a Week. You can't make this shit up. At one time, he was going nowhere slowly, but he's made some progress since then, we'd like to think. He's a guy that can pull things out of a hat. Mainly rabbits, not hares. But then also give you a scientific explanation of how a rabbit and a hare are different. Please give a wow welcome to comedian, magician, and science fan, Stuart Taylor. Pa-pa-pa-pow. Am I supposed to do my own round of applause? Uh, no, we're going straight into it. Wow, how is it? The freshest of the fresh. Stu, how are you doing, brother man? That's good, man. Good to be here. Good welcome. Joe Berg. So, so you're a trained magician. I went to the College of Magic. Yes. Yes, in, in Cape Town. Literally early tw- 2000s. Like, no, no, no. Like when I was a kid. Like when I was in so you, at high school. So you've been at it. Yes. And then I think like I graduated from the College of Magic when I matriculated. Oh, wow. Then I was just out doing kids' birthday parties and, and trying to score tequila at the bar with card tricks. That was my that was my life at varsity. So you were the drunk magician I read about back then. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> and then you got a BSc. Then I went and got a science degree. Jeez. And then I was like, okay, but I, the science is fine. It's lovely for fun. Yeah. But the magic thing might have potentially if I put it in a comedy setting. Oh yeah. And then the comedy took over the magic, and here we are, twenty five years later. You know, with all due respect, but science and BSc types are not known to be the most fun <laughs> or funny. How did you get it right? Um, I, I think I, I certainly didn't fit in with the rest of the BSc types. <laughs> so you were the clown in the class. I was, I was a little bit. Actually, I was very quiet. Yo, yeah. I went to Stellenbosch University, so I did not speak much because I did not speak the language. Which is like, what, Afrikaans? I, yeah, I wrote Afrikaans very well, but I didn't speak it particularly well. Oh, yeah. Like the only time I, I felt compelled to like attempt and like really bring my A-game was when I met my wife because she was Afrikaans speaking. And I was like, okay, no more dick praat, but say is mooi and I will meet her gesels and then I do. Hello, dame, how are you? Kind of situation, slide in there and speak my best of records. The first thing I would have said to her, because that's all I know would have been to hunt bluff. How's it? Woof, woof. Charmed. I'd love to be woof you. <laughs> Welcome to Joburg. You haven't been here in a while, right? It's been a minute since I've been in Joburg. Yeah. Like, and especially with the show. Like, I haven't been to... I can't remember the last time I brought like a solo show to Joburg. Yes, sir. Only like little bits of comedy club stuff here and there, but yeah. it's it's been a while. So I'm very happy to uh, to be touring with a new show, and I'm very happy to be in Joburg with it. So you had an interesting uh, Uber ride. Tell us about the the yeah, you were... I was I was in dinner, at dinner last night, yeah. and uh, then the guy asked me, "What do you do? You know, do you live here?" I said, "No, no, I'm just out for the weekend. I'm at Monte, I'm at Monte Cassino the weekend." Yeah. Then the guy proceeds to give me. The blueprint for success in entertainment. Oh, wow. Like, literally, he just starts waxing lyrical about consistency, about quality. So about... I, I guess you didn't go for the quiet, please option on your Uber. I, c- I clearly did not. Okay. I clearly did not. And this guy just starts going and go- But with such, with, like, with scientific precision, sure. breaks down things for me 
It's just like, and I guess you're not going to share with us because you want to implement it yourself. And all it came down to was consistency. <laughs> he was just talking about the consistency, uh, the, 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 like there's no, I, I would always, my favorite quote around stand-up, people yeah. go, how, how do I become a stand-up? My favorite quote is that there's no substitute for stage time, yeah. right? I fully believe that. If you want to reach your peak, you've got to have stage time. I argue that with guys who learned to DJ, that unfortunately deck time is nothing can replace deck time. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot. It's it. That is the craft. Yeah. So there's an open mic gig over there. Don't go. Oh, but I'm not booked. No, you go and you get up on stage. Yeah. And it doesn't. It's the consistency later on when you found your voice and you're good at it. That's what will keep you sharp. That's yeah. like going to the gym. Yeah. But when you're starting off, there's no substitute for stage time. I've always believed that. Yeah. I feel, however, in the world we live now, mm-hmm. that there's no substitute for consistently putting your art out into the world. Yes. Like, we, uh, for many years, I kind of played things close to my chest. I've done, like, too many one-man shows. I've done, like, 15, 16 solo shows, yeah. right? All of them in excess of an hour, hour and a half of mm-hmm. material. And I think I've shot one or two or four or five, and I've released one. That's shocking. They sit on a shelf, and it, for for me, it's about your hand. We just smack your hand. No, that's uh, 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 not bad, dude. I know. So you failed to document all of this magic. I, I I did not document it, and what I did, I didn't put out because I didn't think it was the quality was good enough. Now the learning is, yeah, let the quality be bad in the beginning. Yes. much like your stage time will be bad. Let people begin. see the difference. <laughs> yes, and let them let them go. Oh wow, that was you back in the day, and look at you now. Yeah, and that's so pretty much what the Uber driver was 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 talking about that. But must I tell you the most mind-blowing thing? And this is the thing that kept me me have sleepless nights. Yeah. Then he said, um, I said, how could you possibly know all of this and speak yeah. with such authority on this? Yeah. Then he said, I know nothing. I'm just a vessel. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And the Uber driver, the door opened and I got out. And then he dropped. Then I was like, and he dropped again. Yeah, I was and like, I was like <laughs> did, this, did this even happen? How good was the wine at Dan Nichols' house? The Twilight Zone. Uh, uh, so consistency, that's the key. That's what we, we had a chat about with Skulk, uh, Bezadenhot, when we had yes. a show. I was telling him about how his consistency with his vlogs at the beginning of lockdown was Killed. probably the best thing he could have done for his career. Fully, fully. Um, and whatever fruits he's reaping right now... Yes. He planted that seed back then. 100%. With that consistency. Imagine an entire world at home with nothing to do except yeah. occasionally look at their phone. Yeah. And you feed them. Now, that's the thing. This is where I, I think what, what the message of last night is. You've, but you've got to feed them. Yes, give them something. You've got to give them something. Yes. And that means... And I, I've kind of been in that space for the last couple of months where I've gone, yeah. okay, no, I've got a ton of material. So I'm going to feed it to you. I'm going to go... I can't say come to my show. Yeah. Why? Yeah. But I can say, oh, did you laugh for that? Cool, come to my show. Exactly. It's a, it's a slightly different sell. I've been also encouraging, especially bedroom producers and DJs, exactly the same thing. Yeah. That a lot of you are hanging on to your music, no. saying, I'm waiting for a deal. No. A lot of you are hanging on to your music, saying, I don't want to release too much stuff. No. But my argument is, your music is useless in your hard drive. Yes. But if you sell, even if it's just a self-release, even if it's low-key, Yes. But if it's out there, yes. the day you have that one hit, you already have catalog. Because when people search for your name, there's it's a hundred exactly. there's a hundred tracks. We might not know them. Yes. But that is your C V. It's a smarter way. And I think do you know what it is? It's yeah. it's these big it's these big deals yeah. that cause us the anxiety. So you go, 
oh, Seinfeld got $100 million for this thing. Yeah. I'm going to hold on until I can get my $100 million. Yeah, yeah. yeah but do you know that's how much Seinfeld gave to the world in order for him to get that $100 million? He did a whole show about nothing. Exactly. And it became the biggest show on the planet. Exactly. So you go, no, man, you can't compare yourself. Just keep giving. Put it out there. Yeah. And that's what people like Skulk have done yeah. and the consistency, as you say. For a global audience now, that guy can go to Australia and play to, whether even if you're going into a 200-seater and playing to 150 people, yeah. that is freaking incredible. Yeah. And the, the, the rand dollar exchange rate means that you can go and the 200 people, you'll make lots of money. And if you <laughs> kick ass, those 200 people know another 200 people. Exactly. And that's exactly. eventually you have a 1,000 people arena. Fully, fully. And before you know you're a global star. 100%. But no, we'd rather keep our shit to ourselves. No, 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 no. So that's the year end of today's lesson. Let anyway, us put it out. So there's a story of a Senegalese government minister. Mm. He's in France. Right. Uh, you know these African attire, oh, this shiny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a shiny African cloth. Right, right, right. So right. he's like, he's in blue, like Arsenal. And he's walking the streets. Like a powder blue kind like of situation. A, yes, yes. So he's, he's walking the streets. Looking like a curtain. And then Senegalese folk mm. recognize that that's one of our ministers from Senegal. <laughs> and we think some of his governance is poor and the policies are cuck. Oh, sh they beat him up. <laughs> wow. When he's vulnerable, bro, when he didn't have security detail. That's what uh, some, a lot of people say on the internet, but where was his entourage? But here's the thing. So now, the, you know, the South African government got uh, lambasted yeah. for taking a massive entourage with him for the peace talks because they were like, peace talks were happening, Russia-Ukraine situations, and then like... The UK arrived with like four people and yeah. Poland arrived with two people. Zambia, South, four. Yeah, five. and then South Africa, 120. That's how many layers of protection our people need for the to, to fend off the PKs oh. that will come. Well, if, we see our, if we see our politicians just walking in the streets. <laughs> also, are they avoiding the flying I clubs? think so. I think that's it. Makes sense. They know. Even in Russia, there's a bra waiting there. <laughs> In fact, there was, there, was, there, was a funny, there was a funny comment um, uh, under that story mm. uh, because the guys were in blue. Yes. And this guy is like, that's exactly what Arsenal felt <laughs> <laughs> the whole season. <laughs> this was a live representation of an Arsenal. <laughs> it was an Arsenal art installation. <laughs> and, and, and you know what the sad thing is with a lot of African leaders? They will always go back to the mother colonizer. Yes, 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 yes. For yes, healthcare, yes. for yes. shopping, that yes. kids go there to be educated. Yes, yes, yes. And yes. if you are in government, why are you not making shit so good? Yes. That there's yes. no reason for you to be treated in a hospital yes. in Paris. I, I, I would aim. I, I would argue even even on a smaller scale because yeah. sure, 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 the top dogs get to go overseas. Yeah, yeah. But our our entry-level yeah. government officials will go to the private hospitals as opposed to the Hood Hospital. And maybe that's what Africans need to have a big meeting about. Yes. We must have a meeting uh, where every country sends uh, representatives. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we come back and we tell every government official in every African country that if you don't make shit good enough for your own children... Yes ...then there'll be shit to pay for it. That's that's exactly it. So, I, I, I listen, it's... it's, it's like it's been like that for years. Yeah. It's been like that for years. And, like and we accept it. hundred percent. Like I, I know my dad knew like a like a high profile struggle leader dude. Yeah. We had no respect for. Yeah. Because he was going and I was like, why do you not like this guy? This is many years ago. Like yeah. people throwing stones. And he I remember him going, but his MO is to encourage 
all of our kids yeah. to be staying away and throwing the stones. But his kids are at a private school. Imagine. Not missing a single day, getting Imagine. a killer education. And now, with really high-profile jobs, running many of our multinationals over yeah. here, yeah. you go, yeah, but you made our kids the sacrificial lamb. Our kids were throwing kept... stones on your behalf. Yes, yeah, yeah, and then you kept your own. Yeah, that's not... That's... Doesn't feel good. You no, know, there, there, there has to be a change. Hundred percent. If you if 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 the government hospital is not good enough for you to use, then you are clearly fucking around. Completely. If, Completely. If the school down the road from the township you grew up in, Mr. Government is, official, is not good enough for your kids, then you are fucking around. Fully. Fully. Anyway, speaking of fucking around, <laughs> um, Kaiser Chiefs is a brand new coach. They do. Uh, they do. Yes. Tell me. Uh, Where does he uh, come from? Um, former Bafana Bafana uh, coach, uh, Mulefin Zeki. So amazing stock, you know, <laughs> really good quality, quality stock. Killer track record. <laughs> Just bringing that winning ways. So I'm, I'm in a group with a bunch of comrades and political types. Yes. And half of us are Kaiser Chiefs, half of us are, are Orlando Pirates. Right, 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 right. Uh, us on the Kaiser Chiefs side are very unhappy. <laughs> like, we are very unhappy. But there's half that group. And then the half Ecstatic. are like... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The thing is, I want to give him a chance. But he was part of the technical team that performed badly previous season. Right, 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 right. Didn't exactly do the best at Bafana Bafana. So now how... And then I also remind myself that, oh, yeah, we were once told this is a family business. Don't tell us how to run our team. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is, a, that is, a, that is quite a fa famous quote there. So we're going to mind our own business and hope this team uh, doesn't continue to break our hearts. You know what? That's, a, that's the thing. I suppose your, your sports team, is a, it's, it's a, it's a love-hate relationship. It's a, you know, it's... It's, it's not love-hate, dude. Right now, it's just... It's just not safe. It's abuse. <laughs> it's abuse. Yeah. But that's the thing. Because, you know, you need a couple of really bad seasons to make the good season great. Oh, is that what it is? That's what it is. They keep you humble, bro. Oh. When they take you to the top, it feels like the highest peak. Okay, so basically what you're saying to me is if I came up to a guy and said, I'm not doing too well, I'm broke. Uh, you're, you're, you're the guy that says, you're broke. The doctor says I have a week to live. Is that what you think? <laughs> Something like that, my man. Something like that. Or completely perspective. So I need to share a story with you. Yes. Um, two months ago, uh, my Ford Bucky uh, mm. van, or truck if you're American, uh, was hijacked in Harangua. Oh no, were you in it? Uh, no, 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 I wasn't, I, I was, I wasn't driving. Um, anyway, so our Bucky is hijacked. Right. And then uh, call the cops. Right. To say to the cops, Bucky has been hijacked. Here are the details. Right. And then they gave a reference number yes. for that report that yes. we just gave. Within five minutes, another call comes in mm. and says, so which insurance company did you say you insured with again? We didn't quite get it when you gave the report. So we're like, no, we never said which insurance company. Mm. Uh, who are you? What do you want? Yes. So it turns out a lot of these syndicates yes. have cops that also work with some employees of the insurance companies so had we said to them for instance we're insured by x insurance right what right. a guy from x insurance that knows exactly where the tracking device is then they don't have to search the whole car you see uh, you see so for instance so had we told them which insurance company we're with wow then they would have called that guy from that wow insurance company that would have told them oh the tracking device is probably in one of these three places 
Jeez. How wild is that? That is quite wild. How wild is that? You must always follow the money. If I say, if ask, ask who, who benefits here? Who Dude. benefits? Who benefits? Them? But anyway, it's, it's because they've moved the tracking device. I want to shout out uh, Discovery Jo. Oh, well done, well done. They, the vehicle was tracked like this. Is it? And by the time they found it, number plates had been changed. It was being delivered Jeez. to, I think, the Mozambican border. Wow. There's, there's a, already a buyer waiting for my bucky. Oh, my God. That is crazy. In a couple of hours, number plate conned. That is but crazy. But they ripped every place up looking for this tracking device. Obviously, they didn't find it. Uh, that's how we, we got the vehicle back. Amazing. Well, listen, so Discovery is, I, I think they, 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 they're interesting in some ways because I've got both my vehicles on, on Discovery. They wouldn't let me see yeah. where the tracker goes. You're not supposed to see it. because So they were like, you, if you can just uh, exit. So I don't, all I know is that the vehicle was up on a lift. It was hoisted. Hoisted. Whether that was smoke and mirrors, they were just hoisting it after they hoisted it in the cabio. I don't know. But it was up on a hoist at some point. And then on the on the Mercedes, yeah. it's just like a, a box here by my by my by my rear view mirror. I'm like, yeah. so clearly it's a fortuna that's in high demand over here. <laughs> that one we hide away completely. Humble brag. If you do comedy and you're a scientist, you might just order Mercedes. So please work a little bit harder. Thank you very much. I found it interesting that um, they say the reason they don't let you see where they put the tracking device is some people, because they might want to get rid of the vehicle for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I could fake uh, yes. a hijacking. Fully. And fully. Exactly where the tracking device fully. is. It is. It's, it's quite a... It's, the, the tracking thing is a, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse. I was with one company yeah. where I sold my car during the... Because they're like, oh, it's, now you have to sign a 36-month thing. Then I'm like, yeah. okay, cool. Um, but then something happened. I was like, oh, I'm going to sell this car and get a different car. Yeah. They're like, yeah, but you're still going to pay another 12 months. I'm like, but I don't have the car. Like, yeah, but you must still pay another 12. And then eventually, I, like, if they, it was a thing of, okay, now the time is up. Can I think, oh, no, you must give us two months notice. I was like, what, another two months? So it's just bleed me dry. Jeez. Speaking of uh, bleeding dry, I don't know if yes. you know uh, the name Anita Brown. Anita Brown? Yeah. Auntie Anita, tell me who's Anita Brown. No, 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 she's not from the Western Cape. So oh, okay, so auntie. I mustn't call her. Oh, that Auntie Anita. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So the Anita does sound like an auntie that you buy cook sisters from. Uh, Anita Brown, uh, cook sister, has gotten someone in trouble, actually. Oh. Um, so Anita Brown is a woman from the US. Okay, okay, okay. And she posted a video on social media a couple of uh, days ago. She's been trending. Right. So she says she's pregnant with Nigerian artist Davido's child. Wow. So people have been saying she's a clout chaser, a homewrecker. And she's saying, I never knew he was married. Oh. He never told me he was married. Oh. Yeah, I find that that often doesn't come up. (laughs) We hardly ever say it if we are. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, it just didn't come up in the conversation. (laughs) So so she said, I had no idea he was was married. And and yes, he recently lost a child. Um, busy mourning his lost child, but I, I honestly didn't know he was married. Wow. So don't blame me and call me a homewrecker. Because I was not wrecking a home. I'm busy building a home, guys. <laughs> and as fate would have it, there's another woman, uh, Ivana Bay. Right. She's in France. Right, right, right. As all of this is happening across the pond, yes. she's like, I'm also pregnant with Davido's child. It's immaculate <laughs> conception, guys. <laughs> Davido is there like, uh, like he's, he's like, I can't be in two places at the same time. And it's, it wasn't me. And she posts 
like receipts of this is conversations we've been having, blah, 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 blah. So I'm also pregnant with this child. Wow. That's uh that's a tour. That is yeah, he's on a world tour. He's his balls are on tour. What were you doing this summer, Davido? My balls went on tour. I was it's very productive. What Jace. That's um that's that's like some Nick Cannon vibes. That's like I'm gonna Gonna create like a, a soccer in, in, in team. This would be baby mama's number six and seven. Am I all mistaken? Or is it five and six? Allegedly, allegedly. So you think you're on a tour? Yeah, Yo. you're not on a tour. Ah, this is that's it's just. But that's a lot of like it's a lot of effort, guy. But how, dude? All you need is a minute. No, but yeah, a minute is uh, it's a minute of good times. Then it's just a lifetime then of. You're, then you're paying for twenty-one years. Exactly. <laughs> I hope his singles do very well. What's what, what's your view on oversharing on social media, and do you ever overshare? Um, I uh, I don't I don't like personal stuff on on social media. And someone has said to me that that's actually not a good thing. You should yeah. share a little bit more of who you are. Sure. So in in the light of going, yo, I need to create content. Yeah. Then I want to go, and if you go on my Instagram post, then I go, it goes, comedian, here to make you smile catch me in a city near you yeah. and I go if that's the parameters of my social media yeah. then I do not want to tell you about any of the negative things I was burgled three yeah. weeks ago sure um geez, I, I, so you're the first person I'm telling I, I've not put this into media yeah. I happened to need to find an archived thing mm. and I took about seven or eight hard drives out of my safe mm. and um Two days later, I was burgled. All my hard drives are gone. Oh. 25 years of every everything I've ever done, I don't own anymore. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, wow. Because there was no cloud 25 years ago. Yes, 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 yes. yes. That was like, I could put that out there and hopefully someone will see it. And I was like, no, 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 because I don't. What it does to, if I'm on Instagram, mm -hmm. then I go, it taints my entire mission. Sure. in a different way. If I go, literally, my thing is about spreading positivity but surely, and making you laugh and making you smile, then I'll deal with that shit on my own. But surely it, it also reminds people that we all go through shit, though. We all get burgled. We're all human. It does. And maybe I'll, 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 I'll create a story about it. Like, I'll create a joke about it. I'll, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll first wait for the insurance. And, and, and there's also that. an opportunity for the community maybe to rally behind you and look for these hard lives. No, no. So, so from a community perspective, yeah. it's... It, it, it's probably one of the most amazing thing within our community yeah. because now, because we live in quite a small, close-knit, sure. never talk to each other community mm. out of this incident because we know the guy, like we caught one of the guys ah, okay. with my wife's credit cards. Okay. And then, so we know. I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure you're happy it was out of her hands. <laughs> very, very. She's like, I need new credit cards. I was like, oh, the bank says six month wait, eh? <laughs> I call Discovery. They say, oh, it's a long wait. They must, yeah. The machine that makes credit cards are. It's, exactly. It's, it's uh, being repaired by the license. And she needs to do a vitality test. And yes, yes, sugar, yes, 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 yes. 100%. So it's going to take a while. Yeah, be, you need your vitality age to drop by two years <laughs> before you get a new credit card. <laughs> so it's, it's within the community it's been cool in terms of creating an awareness and creating yeah. a, just an a, a alertness and a safety and a blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, but in terms of the overshading, yeah. like... I'm like, what is what is your brand in that space? You know, um, 
who's whose special did I love so much? Oh, it was Chris Rock's special yeah. where he talks about the four reasons why you would do stuff on social media and mm -hmm. you know the thing of how you get famous ultimately. And sure, one was sure. was about you know putting your pain out there. Yes, yes. Like there are a lot of people where that is their currency mm -hmm. to just just pity. It's oh yeah. man, they, and I know many people they where I'm like their pity, yeah. So I, and I know like I like I know comics who live in the pity space, yeah, because they found traction in pity yeah. during COVID. Then they're like, oh, but this is where we got to go. we got to keep on playing the pity part. And I'm like, my man, pity's not going to sell you any tickets. Yeah. Like, you can't be like, oh, pity me, pity me. And then just like scold an audience for not coming Because in. not many of us want to attend a pity party. No ways. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, feel that way. Yeah. Just be a man. Push so that feelings to the bottom of your thing and cry on your floor like real men. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then when you're done, get off from the yeah, shower. Yeah, just get up and then... Get up from the shower floor, switch off the shower. And, and then you go back to your life. Three youth in uh, Florida, in the, yes. in the U.S., um, they robbed someone. Right, right. And uh, they were arrested mm -hmm. because they filmed everything on social media and posted it. So... Um, Kids of the day. So shout out Kids to Tyler Granham, 18, Kaya Burgos, who's 21, and Jaden Sanders, who's 18. Kids of today. Parents, if we can just, like the moment you get your kid a, a phone, right? yeah. I think you've got to do that lecture. Oh, yes. You've got to do that lecture. Not everything is, not exactly. everything. I've got a 15-year-old son and a 13-year-old son. The 15-year-old not, not uh, online, online savvy, but not socially savvy. Yeah. The younger one going to high school next year, now the conversation, like we we are overt about yo, bro. The moment you open that camera, yeah, like you are you present in the moment. You know what you're doing. Yeah, like you got to have a conversation and, and, about integrity, about about it's gonna live forever, about honesty, about blah blah blah, and about having your clothes on. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. No, fully, fully. And so, I mean, I shame this, you know, because it is so. All of our friends kind of have kids in that in that sure. era, yeah. and so now on the little what's mom's WhatsApp groups, you it starts to, you know surfacing. Oh, you know, and those kids over there. Exactly. Oh, those are not the kids saying. Exactly. Oh no, those boys over there and those girls and, over there. And avoid the shopping mall. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So you, you just landed in Joburg. You've yes. got a show at Monty, right? Monte Casino this weekend. Yeah. Uh, where, what time? Where? So I'm at Monte Casino. Uh, four shows only this weekend. Uh, so the thirtieth Friday night. Uh, at eight o'clock, then okay. I've got a double on the Saturday, mm -hmm. like a three, you know, a four o'clock show in the afternoon, yeah. uh, which is for for grannies. I make a granny show at four o'clock. That is very dope. It's dope, man, because you know, and I, I grannies and grandpas, and any you can you have defibrillators uh, along the. We have we uh, clear, yeah. and yeah. Um, okay. and we have Zimmerfrems and things. We have a potty break halfway through. And, have, and bingo at the back. And bingo at the back. So it's full <laughs> grannies. And you can be a granny at the age of 21. A granny is what's in your spirit. Oh, yeah. You know, the, those people who just like, oh, 8 o'clock is very late. The student. old souls. The old souls. Yeah. And then another 8 o'clock show on, on the Saturday night. And then on Sunday at 3 o'clock. And that's, that's, uh, that's for the kids. Bring the kids along. Where do we get tickets? Uh, tickets available at web tickets. Uh, if yeah. you go onto any of my social media platforms, they're there. But otherwise, tickets at the door at Peter Turin's Monte Casino Theatre. It's going to be so much fun. The reason I'm asking about your recent thing, Joburg, I don't know if you've heard of Zama Zamas. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, are they the Joburg thing, but they also, uh, you, you know where I know of other Zama Zamas? Yeah. It's in Kimberley. Oh, yes. Yes. The gold mining mines. Yeah, yeah. So, so Zama Zamas, for those that are uninitiated, are illegal miners who go to old mines. Yes, or, and find 
and sift, sift, uh, sift through the basically they you'll look, find stuff they look for minerals that you might have overlooked yes and yes. it's big business uh, massive we're told it costs a mining in South Africa billions of rands I can believe that and a lot of Zamazamas are from Lesotho the kingdom of Lesotho oh wow so in um, the independent kingdom within our kingdom uh, absolutely so in in Velcom there was a, a shaft that they were trying to get into. Right, it was abandoned in the eighties. Yes, and apparently it was abandoned because of gases from that shaft. Okay, and there was an explosion because there's gases in there. Right, so thirty one people are dead and buried in there. Hey, so the foreign minister of Lesotho has apologized. And said that, listen, um, our poor economy is the reason a lot of our people are coming there to illegally mine stuff. I was just blown away. An by accountable minister. A minister taking uh, taking responsibility. I was blown away. I was like, I'm, I'm looking forward to the day any minister in Zim says we're sorry our people <laughs> are willing to swim with crocodiles to leave here. And come and go there, there without papers. Yes, that that is that is quite something. It is quite something. I was blown away. Wow, but it was so now within that, right? I'm yeah. very happy that you're taking responsibility. My question, and I guess it comes back to our previous conversation, yeah. is but then what are you doing about it, guy? You are the ones in charge. It's all well and good to say we're sorry. We 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 going over there and grabbing your money. Well, like with most governments, we're doing our best. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a cousin who works for the beers and this I know about these Amazamas. Yeah. So literally, my grandparents used to, my mom is from Kimberley, yeah. and their house was on Barclay Road and it backed on these mine dumps. Oh, yes. And we used to run and we used to play on the mine dumps. There's nothing like playing on a mine dump. It's the best fun ever. Then my cousin, who's now, he's now in his 40s. I mean, we were, but he was younger than me. Yeah. And he goes, do you understand that the beers that sold those mine dumps maybe 15, 20 years ago, to yeah. a different mining company sure. to rewash those because of the amount of diamonds in them. Oh, wow. And yeah, you, and you guys just played on We just played on it because the beers was only interested in, the, well, you know, the, we went the, the big, the big ones. Rocks, and yes. then, you know, okay, we'll we, take like we, up we, to a half a carat. And everything else smaller, they just left in the dumps. Oh, wow. Because there was so much coming out of that big old, that, you know, who's going to worry about the little quarter exactly. carat? So it was just, and we didn't, no one realized that those mine dumps, and then once they were washing it, you're finding all of the rest of the diamonds. And you're here what we were there and that, sliding up and down mind ups. And now you're just worried like when's my next gig? <laughs> my next gig. <laughs> just one of those I could have been settled. Stuart, where, where do we find you on social media, sir? So if you go to Instagram, Stuart Taylor Comic, that's a yes, big sir. one. That's a good one. And I post my social media clips. I'm not keeping them close to my chest. Yeah. I'm out there, I'm doing my shows and I'm just my, I'm on a mission to spread laughter. I'm on a mission to spread laughter. So I want people to, like, I want to create a community of people where you go, yes. oh, wow, man, Stu's our guy. Like, he makes me he makes me laugh every day. And I get those messages. Do you know how nice it is? Yeah. Like, there's a woman in Australia. She's like, oh, I'm on chemo at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then my chemo, my therapy while I get chemotherapy is, I save it's, your videos, your and then I watch you once a week. That's I was like, nice. oh, that's the, that's the best thing. So Stu Taylor comic on, uh, on uh, Instagram, Stu Taylor comedian on, on Facebook. And otherwise, catch me live even better. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this weekend in uh, in Joburg, uh, end of the month, next month, so end yeah. of July, I'll be in Durban at the Elizabeth Snedden Theatre, and then in the world. Before I let you go, I need to thank you for going nowhere slow, slowly. Yes. Because about 18, 19 years ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks to going nowhere slowly, what I used to do with wifey, yes. put a full tank of petrol, and we drive nowhere slowly. At half tank, we find our way back home. 
Ah, uh, I think so, of beauty. So those were our Sundays. Amazing. Thanks to you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Stuart Taylor going everywhere, not so slowly anymore. This is... Wow! What, what a week. What a week. Celebrity guest. Celebrity guest. Welcome to Wow! What a Week, part of the Africa Podcast Network. Our guest is in the building. She hosted a show featuring lip-syncing and was also the subject of a song on many people's lips. However, <laughs> when it comes to being a bold woman, she definitely doesn't pay lip service to the idea. And if you get on her wrong side, you might get a tongue lashing in Isizulu. Please give a wow welcome to Pearl. <laughs> Not a tongue lashing. <laughs> so Pearlito. What a beautiful intro. Oh my gosh, look at all that wordplay. Nice. I've always given you beautiful intro. You, you really have. You've always punished me with a powerful moment. Let me actually take these off. You always really have. I wanted to check if my if my uh, voice is as delicious as I think it is. And you, it really is. You, you know, I'm sitting here or watching you with your with your shades on. And I'm like, she's a movie star. I can't tell her why you're wearing those. So exactly. she will decide when she wants exactly. to take them off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you look good. I think good, man. Yeah. Getting better every day. The last, I don't even want to say the last three years uh, with, with COVID and everything, but the last like four or five years mm. have been um, quite turbulent. And I don't know if it's like a getting into your 30s thing, mm -hmm. but it's been up and down and kind of just trying to figure out and find myself and who I choose to be um, regardless of my external environment, you know? So what's been the biggest learning about Pearl to you over the last three, four years? That even at my lowest moments, I'm extremely resilient. Yeah. Like I'm an extremely resilient person, not just woman. Like I'm, I'm so impressed with how I have managed to thrive and survive and grow regardless of what was happening. But it's like everything I learned as a young girl in my 20s and even in my teens mm -hmm. is really now challenging me and testing me. And I have to enforce those things I so boldly and proudly said mm -hmm. back in back in those days. And now it's, it's like a, a relearning and a revisiting who I always wanted to be and who I um, and who I I'm destined to become, I guess, yeah. You say you have learned of your resilience over the last four years. Mm. Uh, and the fact that you realized at your lowest that you're resilient. Mm. What was that low? Gosh, when I realized that I never allowed the pain of failure to affect me and mm. teach me the lessons that it needed to teach me and when I accepted that there is a pain that I need to acknowledge about certain things that have happened in my life, whether it be, I, I think the pain of losing my father was one I definitely processed because there was the, there was the time and the space to, because he passed away at the beginning of uh, our lockdown. So everyone was, you know, stuck at home and having mm -hmm. to really deal with who, who they are. But I think because of COVID again, like um, Queen Sono being canceled or there's a, a recent uh, opportunity that ended up falling through, but there were a lot of positives that also came out of it. Um, and the failure of relationships, mm. the failure of, of, of romantic relationships, friendships, mm. um, a bunch of things that I, I just, because I'm so always wanting to move forward that I never dealt with baggage I needed to deal with, so it weighed me down. So did you feel at any stage like, why me? 
Like, why am I feeling like I'm on a losing streak? Wow. No, actually, I never had a why me moment. Why, why not me? You know, I never had that. I just, I had more of a moment of, of just why is this happening? <laughs> it wasn't a thing of why me? Like, why is this happening? Or how do I find ways to deal with this? But also, there have been moments where I want to deal with something or I want to figure something out. But... Mm. My visa is not expires while we're red zoned in South Africa, Jeez. or you know finances are low, so it's like more difficult for me to travel because of also COVID, um, or I'm not getting along with family members, or I'm struggling with my daughters, or I'm struggling with friends. It's just like and to try and find solutions for that when so much is when there's so many fires to put out. Mm you're putting out one and then those three are almost coming together now and affecting each other. So it's just been, it's just been um, a time where I've had to look at my life and realize sometimes, hey man, sometimes you've got to watch the fire burning and just watch everything fall apart and just figure out how to rebuild things. Does that make sense? This is a nice fire. Where are the marshmallows? Like, like actually, you know, I'm fucking, I can't do it. Like, I'm tired. I don't know what else to do. I'm wasting so much money, after money, I'm wasting so much energy trying to put out these fires that I could literally just go somewhere else and start a new fire yes. or I could literally go someone, somewhere else and figure something out. This I can't save right now. Mm. Um, and sometimes it's okay to surrender is something also that I've learned. Is there anything you look back at in hindsight that you walked away from as it burnt that you wish you'd made a bit more of an effort? About? No, no. So no, no regrets. No, leaving Metro FM, leaving SABC, moving on from um, whether it be a lip sync battle or behind the story. Mm. Um, there are certain opportunities I wish I had been more personally prepared, like with my personal or my self awareness mm. or mm. wisdom. Or the, the, those are the type of regrets I have. But in that moment, I didn't know that obviously, and now I know that, and I wish I could go back to certain places and give more. Mm. Um, if I'd had to, if I had been able to give more, um, but I always find that I give a hundred percent to whatever is there that I have available at that time. So I guess maybe it's just that thing of youth being wasted on the young, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Now, when you shot, uh, was it Fistful of Vengeance? Yeah. Um, because at that level of shooting, yeah, you are pushed. Yeah. And unfortunately or fortunately, when you're doing a martial arts movie, you realize how strong or how weak you are. Yep. In your preparation. Yep. Do you feel you needed a movie or a series like that to remind you who the hell you are? Yeah. I think especially after what went down with Queen Sono. Yes. It, it really reminded me. And you know what's so crazy? That's maybe not a blockbuster movie, right? Yes. But that set, and of course also the Queen Sono set, but that set was one of my favorite sets and one of my favorite environments to shoot in. Mm, Just mm. the people that were there, it was everything was different. We were in Thailand, there were no distractions. Yeah. But I did really, really well physically and, and I think in terms of my performance, just generally there. Um, I have no regrets and I'm extremely proud of the people that I worked with. And, but it definitely reminded me of how strong and powerful I am. In fact, I mean, you're working with Eco. Uh, Eco is one of my favorites. He's one of my favorite actors on the planet because I was raised on martial arts movies. That's so crazy. So, so People say that. So, so I'm raised Bruce Lee. I'm raised Chuck Norris. I'm raised uh, Paulo Jung. I'm raised um, 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 
Jet Li. Yeah. So when you're working with a young dragon such as that, yeah. you're working with someone whose work ethic is so up here. Insane. I'm not going to lie to you. When I found out you were in the same uh, production as he was, I was like, this is a sink or swim for her. Because you're working with people's work ethic is, you, you can't touch it. There are many who are making blockbusters in Hollywood that can't touch that work ethic. No. Like they no, can't touch it. No. It's like chalk and cheese. It's crazy. I have a video. Maybe I should send it to you. It's on yeah. my phone. But I have a video of where I record him performing. Yes. Right? Like doing a, a stunt scene. Yes. Um, and I only realized everything he did in the scene when I watched the slow-mo version of it on camera. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't even realize that there were certain even emotional reactions he's doing or um or, or I guess facial reactions that he's doing while he's doing his performance. Things I never even was able to grasp on while I was watching him live. Yes. Like as the person. And then when I looked on camera at the playback, I was like yeah. When the hell did you do that? Yeah. Eco, you know I love you. Eco is insane. Also one of the kindest actors you can work with. Yeah. Um, if you go to him and say, I'm, I'm struggling to figure this particular thing out mm -hmm. or I'm worried about this, always ready and there to help. But he starts... He's, but he starts, he gets a head start in, in, in figuring out his stunt work. And he's got his own stunt team, like his personal people that he works mm, with mm. since Raid. Yes. And um, they're also very incredible people. I wish my phone was here. I, could, I would actually call him right now. We need a Raid 3. Please, we need another Raid. Another please. Raid. Yes. I wonder why they're not making another Raid. Because he's, he's still as powerful and fast and quick as, as ever. Maybe that's not a cover from the previous Raid. Because that was an incredible movie. Really? Dude, I was just watching. I was like, just watching the choreography, the stunt yeah. work, the martial arts. Yeah. Like, so, if he ever comes to South Africa, can I arrange for you guys to meet? In fact, um, as COVID was happening, yeah. I'd actually planned to go to Asia. Yeah. In the hope that I'll one day meet him. And I DM'd him. And he was like, let me know when you're in town. Just like that. Oh, that's good. So you can just DM him. So you don't even need me, Moz. No, I still need the number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but shout out to Eco. Lewis Tan. Lewis Tan was, uh, played yes. my love interest in the yes, movie. Yes, he yes. ended up uh, being the lead for Mortal Kombat. Playing Kai. He was brilliant as well. Lewis Tan. Another talent and a yeah. half. I mean, like, I, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, Lewis Tan is brilliant. When you're working on a set like that, mm. at that level, mm. Does it not sometimes make you sad that we have a way to go? You know, we don't actually have that much of a way to go. Oh, so we don't. In terms of the talent and the skills. Oh, the talent is there. Of the people. Yeah. I think we only have a way to go in terms of investment yes. and production companies no longer scamming people. Give us money to make things happen. Give us money to make, the, to make things happen, but yeah. also don't keep all the money for yourself. Yes. But I think that, like I've, I mean, I've, I've said this repeatedly, and it's one of the reasons I think people probably don't even want to work with me in South Africa anymore, is repeatedly I keep saying, until production companies come together... Mm. Uh, and, and broadcasters come together and take this industry seriously, not only will they get to pocket a lot of money, we will, but they'll pocket even more money because if you invest more in this, you'll make more out of it and we'll make a bigger and better industry. I think, um, I mean, I don't know what the budgets and things look like for this latest Shaka series that has that Bomb Productions has put out, but it looks absolutely incredible. However, I, I mean, I've just seen um, trailers and things like that. I'm going to have to wait till all the, the episodes are out. I'm not, th I'm not this weekly... Type of girl. Same, same yeah. I've got, I've got two episodes uh, already that are that are banked. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for it to finish. 
then I'll sit and watch. I wonder how many episodes are there? Do you know? Um, they haven't said, so, you know. Oh, they actually haven't said. I actually haven't seen. We'll just watch. Until, we'll just find out. Watch until it's done. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you had like like wild, intimate scenes with Louis Tan. Um, let's talk about what you're willing or unwilling to do on camera. I'm I'm when unwilling to, to have actual sex. Well, it's <laughs> not a Netflix special. Yeah, <laughs> that's the bang bros. But yeah, story for another day. You know what? That that was Lewis's very first um, uh, sex scene, basically. Ever, 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 ever. I think so. I think it ended up apart from you know me ending up in a situation where I'm saying me too or whatever I had to kind of really have a conversation with him prior to that and make him feel comfortable and mm. say you're allowed to do anything the director says I, I was going to say what conversation do you have leading to a scene like that yeah. because I know a lot of especially actresses in our industry that have complained about how for the longest time sets never even had an intimacy coach so you you're almost on your own Mm. Uh, you're, you're almost hoping that the guy you're not supposed to be the director is supposed to actually yeah. say put your hand on her breast yes yes um pearl um can we get like we need some moaning it's yes. that simple like yes. some moaning or i want you guys to i've I, i've been blessed like i've had good directors when, yeah. when, it, when specifically it comes to that but um even in there's another there's another uh, a movie i have a short film coming out that i did in nigeria with moabudu yes. and even there I, I spoke to the guy and it's mm-hmm. joseph and i said you know just feel comfortable in doing something if i'm uncomfortable i'll let you know there's nothing right now that i'm expecting to be uncomfortable with mm-hmm. people have had to be you know around here with their faces around there with their faces i think the main thing for me that would really upset me in a situation like that is if someone was unhygienic oh yes that would affect me yes yes. um and i've been in that type of moment as well but uh the director directors you're supposed to actually make it so clinical so that the actors don't have to feel like someone actually needs to really feel aroused Mm. or Mm. um the actress can say hey i don't want him to actually touch my breast i'm uncomfortable with that that's a conversation each actor is supposed to have with the director Mm. not necessarily with each other sure yeah So, so there must never be a moment where you feel like, no, man, we're not acting there. Yeah. Also, you look at where the camera is. If yes. the camera is at the back, then I know to play with my arms, like yes. scratches back. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I now know that it's my moment to perform and react to whatever he might be doing. Mm-hmm. But at that point, if the director says Pearl Moan, he doesn't even really need to be doing anything sure. behind me or it depends also in the position that yeah, we're in. A camera shot. In, in, in essence, that's what it is. It, so, can I tell you, yeah. the main thing is just people getting over the fact that they're naked in yes, that moment. Yes. Like, however naked as, as the scene demands. Mm-hmm. But that's the main thing you need to get past, in my opinion. A lot of co-stars mm-hmm. um, in different industries. Did you like my scenes? Uh, the whole... Did you watch my scenes? I didn't rewind them, but I watched them. <laughs> <laughs> and where did they did they look convincing? Okay, how did they look? What did you think, dude? You can't be in a movie with some of the best martial arts uh, we've seen in the last ten years and think any any else of it would be take taking along. Right. But, you know, right. the entire damn production was a production. But Queen so. Sono also that happened yeah. and there's another movie also that recently happened and there was another one where it was it was it was maybe not as much. Yeah. But uh, it was... I've, I've become quite comf- comfortable with it. It's, I, I mean... I can't say to you I remember how any of those people actually kiss. Mm-hmm. I can't say it because it was, it was it, in it a work, work environment. It, it was work. definitely just work. Brings me to my next question then. In a lot of 
post the production, mm. you hear of co-stars dating. Mm. Does the connection happen on set or off set, do you think? I've had situations where someone expresses like or expressed long before that they had like a crush on me. And maybe that would make me feel like, oh, this person's going to enjoy this because now it's like they, it's get, work. Yes. they get to do things with me. Like but, that maybe but, they hope to do, but like not really. They get a free pass. They don't have to put exactly. in the work. <laughs> so maybe that I'm like, eh. but um, I think mostly the connection so, probably so, happens on set. Okay. Before you talk about that though. So for instance, when someone that you're going to be in intimate scenes with has expressed that they like you. Is mm. that even appropriate though? I've never had it in a situation where they express it during or prior. Oh, so you didn't know you were going to be working with each other? Maybe at the time. Uh, okay. And there was one instance where someone looked quite excited that you know what I mean? <laughs> I get like I'm saying. I don't mean I can't take that away. But I'm I'm quite a cute girl, you know. I can't take that away from them. Like it, it is, it is what it is. You know. I, what am I gonna do? You know, like make myself unattractive? Oh, no. <laughs> Walk with a limp. No, no, no. One no. eye. You know? No, I worked very hard to make sure I look good for so that people hopefully are do find me attractive or at least yeah. I look in the mirror and think damn sure. but yeah um, there have been moments where I'm like a little bit eye rolled by a situation but other mm. than that um, we move past it okay so basically you're saying then then that these work romances that happen on sets often is because of what happens after not necessarily on camera I think it's Oh, I don't think it's... Maybe there could be a spark during a scene while they're shooting where something can be evoked maybe. But it's definitely on set. Because what happens on set is you could spend between six weeks to six months with someone nearly, you know, every five day. days a week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nearly every day. And you are... Um, you end up becoming friends and sharing intimate things and getting mm. to know each other. You end up spending time with other actors more than you spend with your family and friends and your partner probably even put together so, so so a workplace romance is almost inevitable sometimes i i think i think i see why it happens i've mm. never been in that situation I've, I've never really opened the door and a lot of the times i've sometimes been in a relationship when i was on set so yeah mm -hmm. you spoke about how you never took time to mourn stuff over the last three years mm -hmm. and uh, that has been a heavy year mm. it's been there's a fire do i walk away do i put it out is it even worth my energy you also sp uh, speak or you wake up and it's just ash <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's like, I didn't even know it was like, but like you know, like can I tell you when the earthquake happened? Yeah. I was I was one. There were two. Uh, that was one this week or the one uh, weeks ago. There was one last night, apparently. No, stop it. I am told there was one last night. Where? In the south of Joburg. I'm told there was okay, one I, just after in three. the south of Joburg. Somewhere, but I'm told that's where there was. Yeah. No, I haven't. I've got hardly checks with her anymore. So yeah. I. I was in the club when that earthquake happened and I kept wondering, <laughs> why do the classes keep falling? Oh my God. And I was just so annoyed. And then like an hour later, so I noticed the classes were not falling anymore, like near the speaker. I was yeah, by the DJ booth. Yeah, yeah. Then I get home and I'm checking things and I found out, oh my God, there wasn't an earthquake and we were in the club. It's like Amiga was probably playing then, I guess. But I wonder what, and, and people, and I saw like videos and things like that. My daughter never even woke up. She was so upset. I slept like, right through it. I also would have slept right through it had I been I, I woke up and I was asked, did you feel the, did you feel the earth move? I was like, I thought I made your earth move. <laughs> I felt hyper. But so, you're a big guy. You so, move in the earth. Exactly. <laughs> so speaking of mourning yes, relationships, yes, yes, yes. friendships. So which friendship do you feel you haven't mourned or you didn't mourn? 
because there were also rumors of you and Zintia not getting along anymore, mm. you're not friends anymore. Mm. What happened there? Well, you know, the thing is, Zintia and I have always been friends. Mm. I consider Zintia to be a sister, sure. to be honest. And I have three sisters and there are many times when I've had a sister where we don't speak for a year and a half or sure. a long time like that just to kind of give each other peace because we can't seem to find some sort of equilibrium. Mm-hmm. With Zinthe, um, we we did have a moment, but it wasn't a moment of like, we're not friends anymore. We hate each other. Disgusting. I'll never speak to you again. We've broken up type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're adults. We're growing. We're evolving. So sometimes we are going to have moments where we are, are maybe not agreeing on things. However, I must say that Zinthe and I, as lives have evolved mm. since then. There was a point where you obviously saw us together all the time because we were living together, mm. literally living together. And then she moved out. Now she's married. Now she has another child. Um, she's been through so much. She's building an empire, a beautiful empire. Here I am, you know what I mean, making sure that empire is growing in, in whatever little way I can as well. So I think this like microscopic energy towards us the management of your relationship like basically <laughs> and the fact that now it's almost like i've got other friends to spend time with i have i also have two children i'm also trying to build my own empire i'm hardly sometimes even in this country mm-hmm. so I, I wouldn't say we're growing apart but i saying we're folk sometimes we take moments to focus on our own personal mm-hmm. journeys and we've decided we're not really going to feed into this or pour more energy into it in terms of trying to appease people. Mm -hmm. When we spend time together, there's so many times where Zintab and I have spent time together and we just didn't post it. So many times. Not everything is a moment to capture, you know? You know, the way we're obsessed with if people don't post it, it didn't happen. People probably think most people don't take a poo. Because you don't post it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do we sleep? Because, I mean, I didn't have my camera on while I was sleeping. What does that really mean? You know, so, yeah, Zinta and I are in a very, very good place. Um, she's an incredible woman. She's an incredible friend. I'm an incredible friend. I'm an incredible woman. Uh, we Also, our friendship circle grew. There was two of us, and then there was Nomuzi, and then there's Tabzi, there's Yolanda, there's Brandon, there's Talbert. So now there's also relationships where people are working together. Mm-hmm. She's shooting the reality show. You, you not seeing me in the reality show doesn't mean I'm not in her reality. Yes. You, this is the reality she's choosing to show you, yes. and this is the reality that, you know, serves the purpose of the show. Mm-hmm. And also, reality show budgets are set up in particular ways. Like, I'm not necessarily doing people's reality shows out there for free and just appearing or just being a character. Mm-hmm. And in fact, Zintha and I are our own people. I would have my own reality show and yeah. possibly you might hardly see her in it because my daily life, my daily reality mm. could include a phone call with her, but it doesn't include physically seeing her every day. Also four ways as well. <laughs> like she's that, around that, those parts. <laughs> ah, yo, hi. I'm, I'm in that part of the world maybe three times a year. So, mm-hmm. but Zinthe is a sister to me and I will always love her and she's someone I can I know I can always call on when I need love and support. You also mentioned not mourning past relationships. Yeah. How do you mourn a relationship though? Like how do you Accept wh- that it hurt you. What did you think you failed to do that you realized that I haven't healed from this? Not making better decisions about how you could have done better in a relationship. Accepting that someone did you wrong as well in certain ways, but accepting that they're human and forgiving and um, not holding on to, you know, um, how 
those memories trigger you. So if you forgive and you actually let it go, then you can grow and make better decisions in the next relationship. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like maybe, for example, um, I see people's names because also I've dated people who are also have their own lives happening and their lives have continued happening and I don't want to bring back attention to that but I've had a lot of long distance relationships mm -hmm. I've had a lot of relationships where someone was literally in my house every day mm -hmm. and similar problems would occur or there'd be a problem anyway so I've kind of realized that relationships have different issues but more than anything I need to focus on myself and my children right now because the distraction of a relationship oftentimes from my work or my children, especially when the breakup happens, is more monu monumental than what the relationship itself in the good times did because of how I may feel, because I give so much. And I need to honor what I gave and I need to appreciate that I did give a lot to that and not pretend like I don't care or not pretend like it didn't matter to me or not pretend that I'm unaffected and I'm just gonna move on. No, I'm affected, I'm hurt, I'm heartbroken. I don't know what this thing is about women or even men, maybe men even more especially, not wanting to feel or accept the fact that something has punished them, that something has put you down and you are literally in pain just because you maybe dislike someone or hate someone now because in that moment specifically, just because you uh, have broken up. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't really... It doesn't mean you're giving them power if you're acknowledging that you're hurt. Mm. Th this is... And, and if they take it that way, that's fine. Sure. But you're taking back your power by letting go of the power that relationship, I guess, had on in, uh, in your life. When you choose to forgive after the fact, do you communicate that to them? Or is it just that internal? I guess it depends on, on, the, on the reality between the two people in that yeah. moment. Yeah. You know, um, I've had moments where I've called people like two years later to be like, oh my God, I've just experienced what I put you through. Mm in that moment or something I might have said or something I might have done and I've and, and sometimes I've been in tears and I've called that person to say I'm so sorry I made you feel like this I didn't understand mm. also you know I, I couldn't understand because in that moment this is what I was dealing with and when you came with this it, I just exploded because I couldn't deal with everything at the same time mm. so I've, I've gone back I speak to most of my exes actually and it was a problem in one of my recent relationships and I just thought oh, I don't know if you're still going to be around like next year like you might decide to go and that's what I've learned at the age I've learned that people come and go yeah. and hopefully you'll stay but if you're not here you're not going to change the anatomy of my life because you have decided to be in my heart it doesn't mean this person who is a portion of my arm or my foot or my hair or whatever I've decided um, that person has a piece of me and might always have a piece of me because that person owned up to maybe how they treated me or I share a specific moment or a specific thing where I made specific decisions in my life at a certain time with this person. And I will always, this person is the one person who understands that when this thing happens to me, this is what it means. And they're a friend now. And if we wanted to be together, we'd be together, but we are not. So, so what do you say to, or how do you reassure the guy you date when they say it makes me feel uncomfortable or it makes me feel insecure? that you are still friends with the ex? I talk about the relationship with the ex. I, um, I, whatever questions they might have. I think the worst thing you can do in a relationship is to not acknowledge someone's feelings. Mm. I think 
acknowledging someone's feelings doesn't mean you have to change the reality of your decision or yeah. or what your decision is going to be. Mm-hmm. But I think acknowledging something and doing your best to make that person feel comfortable. Because the worst thing that can happen is to cut someone off. Then you break up with me. Now, what am I going to do? I'm going to go back to that person and say, oh, can we be friends again? Like, mm-hmm. that's that's also very childish. It's very high school. But you can you can just find ways to manage the situation also a friendship with an ex is not i'm talking to you every day at least sure. not in my world it's a thing where the energy is clear the air is clear we get along really well and yeah, maybe we still buddy. communicate no 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 just we don't hate each other i don't i don't want to lie sometimes there's moments where like i'll see a meme that reminds me of like a specific ex sometimes i can't help myself and like, i can't send it <laughs> again depending on what the relationship is like yes, i mean yes. if you look at robert for example like last year when he released his book i was there at the launch you know obviously he had to call me and basically let me know of you know what it was going to look like and am I going to be in the book and there ended up being like a small chapter there about me and I I thought it was really kind the things he said about me Um, I really appreciated uh, you know how he handled that and uh, yeah we're still good like we're still good he didn't have to handle it like that in the book no, he didn't. So how did you feel that he handled it like that? I've never really expected any less from yeah, him, though. Yeah. You know, Robert is someone who I believe is, he, he likes to make something look good. Um, and he likes to be honest. But Brut- I th- Brutally honest. Right. <laughs> Mainly with the sports people, though. Like his yeah. personal life is a different story altogether. Mm. So, I mean, him writing that book was, was, was impressive. Mm. But... Um, like he, I guess he's someone who's always going to put into consideration the fact that I have children. Yes. He has a child. We both want to have future partners. Because mm-hmm. the thing is also, I'm not someone you want to trigger and and rattle. Yes, I'm, I'm doing myself work and self-development and trying to be a better person, but I'm still working on it. So but there's, but there's rattle a, me and like there's a loose end where it could just, <laughs> that could just untie and everything will come falling down. I mean, I'm not saying that, that that's the type of, that I'd have things like that to say about him but yeah. um uh, you know robert has a certain way of doing things and and uh, it's something i always have appreciated mm-hmm. about him mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. now when you when you in a relationship how do you decide it's time for the kids to meet him or not i've or, done it every different way and hence, hence i'm asking because i know you've done it differently with different people you've dated so how how do you earn the privilege uh, to meet the kids and how do you decide? Some what, what, people what? have been in my life long before the relationship started. Oh, okay. So their children are already aware that they exist or they yeah. come around or we're friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think when a certain level of commitment is made, you know, which is no guarantee. And that's something I've also taught my children yeah. to say, you know, I have to live my life. You are going to get out of here one day <laughs> and leave me all by myself. I have to work on something, but I use, I use as much as, uh, of my successes. I mean, there's also successes in relationship just because it didn't, just because the relationship is not happening anymore. There are wins within a relationship, especially if you can continue having a relationship sure. long after uh, the romantic part of it is, is put to bed. But um, I try and have discourse with my children about how a relationship ended, how it's making me feel, how it's affecting me, sure. um, and 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 why things are working out the way they are. And I think for me, what's powerful about it is my I, I, I can only hope, especially with Tanner because she's older at the moment. I I can only hope that they apply some of the lessons I, I share with them of what I've learned. Obviously, what I can share, uh, what I've learned in relationships not working out. Um, 
and how to recover from it. Mm. I think I've never had to witness a mother or an older matriarchal type of female figure experience romantic heartbreak repeatedly, you know, in a relationship or make mistakes in a relationship because our, I don't know about your, your family, but my mother stayed in a relationship until she was six, six feet under. So I never really got to learn how to deal with, with, with things like that. So I can only hope that that's what she gets out of it. You wrote your mom a letter the other day. What? Didn't you write your mom the other a day? Yeah. Oh, I write little notes to my mom every now and again. Um, why do you do that? And why, how do you decide what to share with us? that this is what I wrote to my mom, or this is what I'm thinking about my mom, or this is what I miss about my mom? Because it's cathartic. I have a lot of memory blocks because I have a lot of, um, like a lot of other people out there, like uh, I have a lot of childhood trauma. Mm. So whatever I can remember of my mom, I want to honor, and I want to put it in a place where I can also find it and remember that I felt this way on this particular day, or th mm. this is what was on my mind about her this particular day. Mm. I don't have proof, but I can only hope that she she sees that. I mean, there's nothing really that hurts me more that my mother can't be here to see the woman I've become. Yes. You know, yes, yes. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and uh, she was telling me about how she was spending a lot of time with her mother. Her mother had moved in with her recently and she was like, you know, because her reality is that, oh, it's a lot, but she loves her mom and it's, it's great actually to have her around, mm -hmm. you know, but with everything, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So I said to her, I would actually stab you. I love you so much, but I would stab you right now to have my mother live with me, yes. you know, mm -hmm. and obviously I'm joking. I don't go out and stabbing people, <laughs> but uh, oh, God, you, just, you just put your foot on that. Like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I'll do that but um you know and I was talking to her about just know that in in 30 years and 20 years maybe even in five years you'll think back to this moment you and this time you had with your mother and you'll think about how you would have wanted to to spend this time with her and I would just like to employ you as a friend who would kill to be in your position um to to think about people like me mm. but also to think mostly about yourself were you to one lose your mother were she to move out or were you to live overseas you know mm. whatever might happen mm. so i i love my mother still i i you know i i still tear up when i talk about her so i'm gonna i had to i spent a lot of time doing this makeup so i'm not gonna try and ruin that <laughs> but um i still think about her a lot i I try and feel her presence. I try and be. I try and be present in moments where, like, I felt my dad this morning. I was watching this video of me and Rhonda with the gorillas, and I, something like I don't know. I, I'm gonna sound like those people, but my leg tingled like mm. in a very unfamiliar way that mm. made me notice it, and I was like, okay, what was that, you know? Mm. Um, but with my mom, because she's, I, I've, I've lived without her longer than I lived with her now on this planet. And I just wish I knew what she'd look like now and what she'd be like and what she'd think of certain things. I wish she was there to hold me when someone breaks my heart or I wish she was there to, I wish a lot of the time I was, I had someone to be, I have no one to be accountable to oh, yes, except yes. myself, maybe my kids, but I have no one to be scared of anymore to be, you know, like that feeling that, like, oh, I need to get straight A's because my parents, whatever. Or I need to get straight A's because I love my work, yeah. That, you know, that days where I ask the team, I hope I'm not slouching because I know my mom is going to watch this. <laughs> so, 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 right. I, I, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. Sometimes right. knowing that mom might hear this or might read this, 
um, determines how much of it happens. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. Even me talking about my parents' status um, last year with Altido, it's, first of all, it's because they're not here anymore, so I'm not breaking the law and talking sure. about someone's status without their permission or their knowledge. Um, I, I thought it was a teaching moment because I feel like there's so much that could have been done to prevent so much misunderstanding and pain when my parents were still around. Um, so I feel it's important so that we normalize for, for those that don't know what you're talking about what status are you referring oh my to my parents hiv status okay yeah, yeah. they were positive yeah and obviously they were t on medication and I, I mean i've heard things and i've read things but it's so hard lately with all the information that's floating mm -hmm. around to know exactly what is true sometimes but you know it affected my mother's like body positivity a lot mm -hmm. um i i'm quite sure it, it, just with the stress of being excuse mm -hmm. me just with the stress of being sick, like it will affect you psychologically quite immensely. Mm -hmm. So with their issues between each other and then the stress we naturally cause as children or caused as children affected us because we didn't understand why these people are so mad and upset and mm -hmm. what's with this medication and why exactly do you have to eat at 12? Why? Mm -hmm. Why are you saying oh, I, I hate you because I didn't make sure the food was ready at one o'clock like I was doing homework because exactly at one o'clock i need to take my medication what is this medication none of your business mm -hmm. you know and children can be so much more supportive so i try and be more open with my daughter so she can offer me support when she can or i'd or be more understanding at the very least of, of of why i'm behaving in certain ways when i'm unwell do you feel that could have shared more with you guys so that you can better be there for them at the time yes Yes, definitely. But it was also the stigmas attached mm -hmm. back then um, to that. And my mother was a nurse. Uh, their medication, because my mother had medical aid at the time, like their medication has even been delivered. So my mother passed away. My father ended up having to go to those queues mm -hmm. to go fetch his medication. But I didn't know because that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, yes, so yes. when I could have helped, I couldn't. And even when I knew, I actually found out before he told me. Mm -hmm. When I realized that he was positive, I had to pretend like I didn't know for years. Mm -hmm. Um, until there was a moment where he had no choice but to tell but me. But to tell you. Yeah. Yes, yes. And your mom passed away at the height of stigma. Yeah. So so I can, I can only imagine what she was going through, also having to raise a girl child, and, you know, what do I tell her, what don't I tell her, mm. and what can she tolerate, or what can she understand mm. and still manage, mm. you know, without burdening her. So I can imagine what she was going through at the time. Now, looking back, though, at Mama and your memories of her, what are you passing on to the girls that you, you're like, this for Mama, I'm passing on? Some things I cook. Yeah. <laughs> um, are you a good cook? You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to turn this question on its head or rather with, with an answer. Yep. There's a lot of things I'm trying to not pass on from Mama uh, in honor of her. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to have more control of my temper. I'm trying to have more control over the things that I say when I am upset mm -hmm. uh, to my children. And I feel like, especially in the height of my mom's stress and, and, and drama in her marriage, there are things that she might have done that I catch myself doing or almost doing. 
Um, there's a lot of... Yeah, we, we, we become them. Right, exactly. <laughs> so as soon as I note that this was the thing I didn't like about my mother, actually, yeah. even though it's so many years ago, mm. or even about my father, like when I'm having a, a financial situation, like my father was unbearable when he had money issues mm. till the very end. Um, and I've realized that actually I've, I've, I've now copied this behavior. I need to manage this behavior. Mm. So it's just about self-awareness and finding things. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be an improved version of my mother. Mm -hmm. um, in honor of her to show her that you know she didn't die in vain and she didn't suffer so much in vain I mean I'm taking to my my daughter to a school that's literally breaking my back in terms of financial the financial um, mm -hmm. strain it's causing and my mother did the same thing yes and I'm doing that in honor of her because she wanted the best education she could possibly afford for me I don't know why the hell I'm taking those kids to this school, but I, I mean, I know exactly why. Because I wanted to network from a young age and have yeah. access to certain type of people. Yes. Um, so that by the time she wants to build whatever life she wants to build, she hopefully has access to the right people and have made the right decisions. Mm -hmm. But my mother would be stressed for me, but she'd be, she'd be extremely proud of the fact that I guess it honors the fact that I saw that it was hard for her mm. to 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 argue with my dad and take me to the school I particularly sure. went to Pine Town Girls High School, and um, and the fights they had because of me wanting to go to the school. Mm. Um, I'm I, I'm a single mother, so I'm grappling with myself around this decision, but it is what it is, and I can see the positive and beautiful impact it has in my daughter's life. So. Mm -hmm. What do you speak to your girls about when it comes to social media? Uh, Are you having social media conversations with them? I think Ogushe's social media life is more on a consumer, mm. in, in a consumering, like consumerism situation right now. So she consumes it mostly. Mm. Tando is now, I'm teaching her how to be a creator actually. So. I even sent her to spend some time with Nadia Jafta, mm. who won Creator of the Year. Was it last year or this year? Yes. And she and she's learning how to create from. She's realized how much money she could possibly make from it. Yeah. But I'm also the most important thing I'm trying to leave because uh, the conversation I'm having about this with not right now is Tando. Mm. What I'm trying to leave her with is be your own person. Mm. One, yes, there's me as your mother, and that will sometimes be attached to you, but. For example, on TikTok, she is her own person. I'll go to, I'll be in the mall or I'll be paying for something. Oh, I haven't seen your daughter on TikTok for a while. I'm really missing her story times. What's happening? And, and I'll just like, be like, time. one of the time, right? <laughs> so I'm like, exactly. I was like, story time. What the hell is story time? When I went to her page, I was like, my goodness. Yeah. And so it's just allowing them to flow freely into it. But it's mm -hmm. the lessons you teach your child long before they are able to put a password next to a social media handle mm -hmm. that really define the people they will be there. But obviously, it's always a work in progress. So I'm teaching her to try and find her niche of content that will def that will not just define her, but something that is is, is specifically hers, mm -hmm. something that's impactful, sure. not just the TikTok dances, which are cool, not just the things for the likes, but things that will be naturally associated to you that will either bring you income, but also give impact to young and old and people out there in general. So it's about discovering who you are going to be in this space and making sure you stand for something so you don't fall for everything. Now, being the outspoken woman that you are, you also attract a lot of shit storms on social media. <laughs> do you speak to them about that or do you just hope they don't? 
Well, at Tando at school now will will approach me and say, "Oh my God!" Sometimes she won't even know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Until she gets to school, she gets to school. She's like, "Mom, <laughs> apparently this is happening." The one thing that affects her a lot is people like commenting on like like boys at school saying, "Oh, your mom is so hot." Yes, that's yes. the one thing that she's like seems to be the actual main issue for her. Uh, really, okay. Um, she knows. Oh, so the boys were happy a couple of uh, weeks ago. There, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so we actually did have a conversation about that. Quite interestingly, now I left her with a friend of another friend of mine in Cape Town, yeah. uh, who um, this last weekend who gave me my first job when I got to Joburg. So oh. it, it's a couple there and they have kids about her age. Mm -hmm. Kids, dog, like for lack of a better like term, they're very woke and they're very pro-LGBTQ. So, mm -hmm. And I, I asked one of them and she's 17 and Tando was there. I said, so what did, so they follow me on Instagram and I don't know why I always forget that these kids follow me on Instagram that I know. <laughs> and I asked them, so what did you think of, you know, my tits in the streets? Yeah. And then she was like, I thought it was such a powerful political statement. And I thought, this little white girl. I thought it was powerful. And I said, oh, really? And Tando was there and she perked up her eyes. But Tando's never really had a problem with who I am and my behavior out there um, because she knows who I really am. But I think when she had a platform where there were other people her age to have this conversation, so that I also thought it was a really powerful political statement. It's just I'm irritated by the boys at school. Yes, yes. And... Um, yeah, they were talking about how, I mean, they're, they're obviously in their teens, talking about how, how come boys get to show their nipples? It's not fair. And why can't a woman choose what she wants to do with her body? So it was really interesting that older people had a, a, a diverse type of reaction to that. And the young kids are like, yeah, they're unbothered. And actually, this is dope because women are taking their power. In fact, so what are your views on what I'm going to call breastgate? Not breastgate. <laughs> <laughs> right, actually, Briskate had lost the damn earthquake on Twitter, apparently. Absolutely. Um, so, do you want to know actually what happened? Please tell us There's what actually happened. a story around Please it. Please tell us what happened. This is the first time I'm telling the story on a platform as well. So, I was getting ready for um, Tubsy's event, which was her hosting Janelle Monáe's Janelle Monáe's um, album launch mm -hmm. here in South Africa. And I'm obsessed with her latest project, by the way, because it was so bold, it was so brave, and her music is also so good, and she's so extremely talented. But anyway, I'm getting ready. I, I knew what I wanted to wear. It was going to be like a bikini thing. And her tits were out, like out. <laughs> and it was a very kind of suggestive, you know, rollout situation. So I was going to wear like a netty type of dress on top of it from Good American. But then the dress went missing, couldn't find it. I was losing my mind. Now it's over an hour late now because I cannot find this dress. And finally, I'm like, I actually just need to figure out a different outfit because I have to go. So I wore this top. I wore a bra first and then I put this like pleather skirt and like pleather jacket and I was looking cool but the bra just now the thing I, now I, just, I saw I feel <laughs> yes <laughs> no no I, I, I can see how the bra might actually make the outfit not look nice did you see both outfits uh, no no I didn't oh you only saw the second one. Oh no there was a first one okay and the first one we had the skirt and had the jacket and the rich Nisi top another irony this these stories both involve Richard Nisi, but mm. in a different way. So I, 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 I take off the bra and the outfit looks much better without it, to be honest. Mm. And I don't know if there's anything problematic about my breasts and anyone's breasts should be allowed to do whatever they want. Mm. But 
I get to the event, everyone is wowed by it. Everyone looks at me. I get the pictures. I think, oh my God, I need to control this narrative before if anyone else posts mm -hmm. these pictures, mm -hmm. I'm now not in control of this sure, narrative. Sure. So I post it. The reaction to it, Natasha Tahane even filmed me from France to be like, oh girl, are you ready to train? Because it's about to go down. I was like, oh my God, girl, what do you mean? I didn't think it was actually going to be as big a deal as it ended up. Yes, 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 yes. Then when I saw what was happening online, I didn't want to reach back to the old pearl and react on social media. I decided to find a way to respond. And I had an event that weekend. Yeah. Rich Mnisi. You're like, now they'll party. Yeah. Actually, like, and then at the same time. Like, I've been through too much. So I decided, okay, I'm going to find a way to respond. I phone Rich. Rich. Can I show my tits at your party? He's like, cool. He was like, I'm the wrong person to ask this question. Of course I want you to show your tits. Like, it's like, why would I, 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 I show my palm on social media. And the thing is, the theme was, it wasn't off theme. Yeah. It was one on one, one of one. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, I'm rocking up in my little birthday suit, but just, you know, with a yeah. little romper on, I guess. Yeah. And um, we worked out the outfits. It was an Ashlux combo that I wore actually at Coachella, but I forgot to post it. Mm. And now I just wasn't going to put in the nipple covers, but that was a response. Mm. To say to people, what's not going to happen is you thinking you can dictate to me how I live my life. You don't want to bully me. Because that's what it, it becomes ultimately. We, uh. We're going to police you. We want to tell you exactly what you should wear, who you should date, how long you should mourn for, why are you eating that. Where you should work, where you shouldn't work. Exactly. Right. Why right. are you doing a scene like that? Mm. Uh, what kind of African woman are you? That, yeah. That's what the world yeah. has become. Yeah. And technically, I'm not married and I may have had a child, but... I may be wrong and there's different customs even within the Zulu culture, but yeah. I saw that conversation happening. I thought that was quite interesting when mm -hmm. I finally went there to check. And I saw other quite like hurtful things that people said. And I've been listening to Joe Dispenza. Do you know him? Uh, tell me about him. He's been teaching me to forgive and understand that people, if you see something in me that completely defies what you stand for, yeah. it says more about you being upset about that thing. Exactly. And I forgive that. Mm -hmm. If you see something in me also that you dislike so much, it is a, I'm mirroring you yes. and I'm showing you and I'm reminding you of something that exists within you mm -hmm. that you completely despise. And mm -hmm. so therefore you'll project that anger towards me instead of internalize why you have an issue with me or Absolutely. what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But yes, mm -hmm. sorry. Mm -hmm. No, no, you were, you were, you were still saying. No, but I've been I've been listening to I've been listening to that. No, no. So you saw some hurtful stuff and on. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And so is it hurtful because that was the intention of the person posting it, or is it hurtful because it did hurt? I don't think people think. I'm starting to believe. I'm starting to. How how do I say this? Because mm. I know what I want to say, but I'm I'm trying to think is this a more intelligent way of saying this? I'm starting to accept that I'm a celebrity. Oh yes, yes. That, that, that. I always accepted that I was famous. Yes. But I'm starting to accept that I'm a celebrity and I need to act accordingly. Um, or not. Or not. But in some instances, I've realized that people don't think I'm going to see what they've written. Mm. People are looking for my attention because what a beautiful thing it must be to have my attention, I'm assuming. Mm. Um, and people will say things because they just also want to be heard about their opinions about me, of the, you know. And um, I'm starting to understand that I have so much more power holding back and so much more power doing what I choose to do regardless. Um, but it hurt me because some of the things I read, I started interrogating if subconsciously is this why I'm actually 
doing what I'm doing. Mm. Subconsciously, I, you know, it planted those seeds a friend of and mine, I almost allowed them to grow. In fact, a friend of mine calls me and says, um, I saw Pearl's uh, post, is she okay? Because he knows I've got your number. So I was like, no, she's fine. I, I think she knows exactly what she's doing. Am so, I okay? So, so no, because she was like, maybe she's going through stuff. I was like, no, she's fine. Don't someone, someone said I'm going through a midlife crisis. I was like, wow, maybe women do go through an early midlife crisis. But can I tell you what the crisis was? Mm. How hot I looked. Absolutely. I looked so incredible. I couldn't believe that I looked this good. And I thought, oh my God, I might turn 60 and I might, not, I might, not, I might regret not celebrating my body the way I am currently. Yes. Yeah. And, and not celebrating, uh, you know, being your age and, you know, having uh, knockers that... <laughs> my booty's cute. My, t- my tummy's exactly. cute. Yeah. My legs and, are powerful. And, Damn. And why should you not celebrate that? Why shouldn't I? And if you don't want, you know, if, if you're not subscribing to that kind of content, find you something else. You don't have to see it, actually. Find something else. Yeah, yeah. I'm told uh, our time is up. She's no, up. the time can't be up. Can you imagine? Who's the hater? Who's the point the hater out to me? Yeah. Ah, CC, Kotala, you gave me the wrong address. Please, please, go back to the, <laughs> go back to the booth there. You gave me the wrong address, Wena. You took another, added another five, ten minutes onto my travels thing. Learnings from Breastgate, if at all. Or have you moved on and moved past it? You know, because it was also an accidental thing, really. Mm. I, I, it's not something I premeditated, I guess, until the second one. Mm. Um, or maybe the third. It's, yeah, for me, it's not like a, a moment, like mm. a moment. It's just my breasts. Like, I didn't know my yeah. nipples had so much power because people mm. have seen my breasts. Mm. They've seen them in movies. People have, you know, like, I've literally fed it. You know, I had this Eureka thing. I just thought my breasts, like, they literally kept a human alive for over six months on their own. Imagine. How amazing. Why would you not want to see this? <laughs> <laughs> this life-giving This life-giving me. Why would you not want to celebrate this, Pearl? You know, and I'm learning to celebrate myself and celebrate my body and celebrate my decisions no matter how anyone else feels about them. Mm. The right people love my decision. And that's actually what what meant so much. People calling me and being like, wow, that was so beautiful. You look so good. In Mm. fact, you know, where are you working out? And I tell them about this place where I go, where they help me keep my tummy in check, whatever. Mm. A lot of people took what they wanted to take out of it. And I think you'll take from my situation or that moment or breastgate, you'll take out of it what you want. And if you want to take neg- negative things out of it, that's your problem. But sure. the people who took positive things from it, especially me, really did. And if, honestly, you're expecting me to raise your children on Instagram, you have a bigger problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as a country, even, if you expect me to raise your children on Instagram, you have a much bigger problem um, in terms of how you are raising your child on your own. Then I, may, I mean, I know my daughter listens to Ice Spice. Yeah. Do I think that she thinks a nigger's a munch? Yeah. I hope not. Yeah. But, you know, we have deeper conversations. She doesn't have the Ice Spice's number or Cardi B's number to say, oh, little bitch, you can fuck. Like, she knows the words. She won't sing them in front of me. Mm. I can't help that she knows the words, but I can be there to process those things. And we her. can't be in denial about the fact that our kids have access to all of this even if you bark at their phones and you block this, they have access to it. So let's not pretend and have our heads in the in the sand about exactly what our kids have access to. You're worried about me. Your child is watching porn. So rather, have <laughs> conversations with your kids so that when they access this information, they can make informed decisions. Right, right, exactly. Instead of, let's just switch off the whole internet. Yeah. You switch off the internet, it's going to go back to Scope magazine. Mm. When we were kids, I mean, I was in grade five when some kid in my class brought porn. 
were in grade five. So we had access to porn from grade five. And there wasn't even internet. There was no internet, but there was a magazine. Yes, it had stars on it. And yes, we tried to scratch the stars off. Ah, oh, you tried to start. <laughs> and, and now his uncle's magazine had holes in it because we tried to scratch oh, the no. <laughs> Do you remember which, do you remember which mag what the magazine was called? It was, it was Scope magazine. Oh, Scope, what was that? But one? he also brought Penthouse magazine. So, like I said, and and we who was this friend and who was their dad? It, it, no, it doesn't matter. The dad was a very uh, powerful politician at the time. <laughs> oh, no. But it, but it, the the point I'm making though is we can either be in denial about exactly what our kids have access to, and become allies so that they don't do dark shit behind our backs. Basically. Or we can sit back and watch them crash and burn because they will crash and burn. Or pretend like we don't see. Yes. Basically, like you're saying. Um, it's, it's really, really crazy, but I'm very proud of Tando and, and the decisions she's currently making and how she's communicating. I've been sending her to therapy because I think, I think I don't know about you, do you think we don't, we're not taking for granted the fact that because we are in the position we're in, um, in our industry or because of our industry, how it affects the rest of our family and especially our children? Uh, a dude, and 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 again, it, it it's it's one of those you kind of hope they don't see it, but it's better you have a conversation with them, so that in the event they see it, they can contextualize it. But don't keep your kids in the dark about what you're going through, especially if it's of public knowledge. And forget. Okay, so there's that. Yeah. But I often forgot that. Whenever the, the light is shining bright on me, the shadow is on those who are keeping me and holding me up and yes, have got my back. Yes. How do I shine a light on them? Those unsung heroes. Right. Yeah. So my child, I think, to a certain extent, is probably sometimes finds herself in my shadow where people are asking her about me at school or whatever. Or, or her dad. Or exactly. Yeah. Um, or my sisters um, or my cousins or my friends as well. And I think that we really need to look at the situation and especially with our kids send them to therapy if you're famous out there and your child hasn't gone to therapy go and check that out or we even have group therapy so that you can have a better understanding of their position their situation and how it affects them because it has ended up affecting my relationship with some of my family members because they are trying to act like they don't care that i'm famous they're going to treat me like i'm normal yes. where they end up actually hurting me instead yes. so I, that that for me is actually what i was referring to and and I think I'm growing a lot from that because I'm now cognizant of the fact that that's a real thing. Sure. Yeah, instead of ignoring it. But yeah. Um, like I said, because we're being shouted at, we're going to have to wrap it up. Even your manager is giving us the uh, over the the Brelles, uh, look. So it's been <laughs> three, four years of learning how to deal with things and unlearning old habits. How far are you on that journey? Would you say you are 80% healed, 100%? Because it's never 100%. No. But are you winning? I'm a winner, naturally. Mm. So I am going to win. I think I am winning. I think every step is a win. I think if you're at 0% and you find yourself at 0 0.5 or 1, you have won because you are now obviously unlearning and making new decisions. I think... 
the day you win is the day you realize how powerful your mind is, no matter what your IQ may be. Your mind is so powerful that I'm going to say right now that, you know, obviously I would say this alone is, okay, I'm going to make a lot of money this year. And if you just keep saying that or thinking that, your mind is going to create the reality of your environment and your personality as well and not holding on to the past. So I think I'm definitely winning. I am winning. Sure. Where do we catch you where win? <laughs> I'm at the Durban July this weekend. Okay, we'll see what the Durban When was the July. last time you were there? Um, I'm there every year. Oh. Dude, my Durban July is is wild. So Friday, tonight, I have two gigs. Saturday, I have nine. Saturday, nine gigs? Uh, yeah, we're doing six at the race course and then three away from... So wherever you are, you will probably see me. I'm somewhere. probably going to find you, okay. Uh, yeah, so we'll be at so, six of the marquees and then come back to Joburg on Sunday. I think I'm with... I'm with. So Platinum Lounge booked me and I think they have a marquee in at the at the Durban July and then I'm doing a golf day with them on Sunday. No. Um, and then generally, guys, catch me on those Black Pearl hair bottles. Keep supporting that. Black Rose is doing so well. I had an mm. amazing um, something that happened last week. Black with Rose is your gin. Black Rose is my gin. And then uh, your hair product uh, we use those at home. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, no wonder you decided to grow your hair. <laughs> black Pearl hair is doing really well. We've got also got a Black Rose collection of candles. That's really. I'm trying to focus right now on building things for myself instead of living in a world of dependency of producers, directors, and other people. Yes, yes. So right now I'm trying to build an empire for myself so that when I do get involved in other people's projects, it's not out of desperation or to. only because of the paycheck, because yes. I want to, yes. but also it doesn't become about how big or small the paycheck is going to mm. be. Mm. So I'm building that right now. I'm actually looking to make some some apparel. I'm writing some beautiful stories. I'm very, very I'm very, very pleased and impressed with yeah. where I am. And then on screen, anywhere soon? Wow, on screen, I did a short film. I produced it as well with Mo Abudu that's uh, going to be making some festival rounds that's coming out. It's called Her Perfect Life. It okay. deals with depression and suicide. Um, so that's been, uh, that's been, I'm actually, I'm making music. Here? Yeah. Are you singing or rapping or dancing? I'll play it for you. I don't want to create any expectations for these people. Are but you, I'm are you going to make a song with MT? I'd love to do that. I'd love to actually do that. Ah, uh, MT. Umundu, I'm actually MT. And you guys, leave MT alone. I don't appreciate all the things. The thing is that, can I tell you a secret? Tell us. I don't have access to my Twitter, so I can't go and like... like. What, what did you have access to your Twitter? Such a long story. So your management are handling your Twitter, basically. That's what I want to say, and that's what I'm saying to people. But can I tell you, okay, can I, can I tell you the truth? Tell me the truth. You know, I did that thing where you like overprotect your Twitter because there was so much hacking. So you don't know the password? I know the password. Yeah. They gave these codes, you know, almost like it's like blockchain things, like yes. crypto vibes. None of them work. So I have to find Twitter, can you help me get access to my account? But it's worked out quite nicely that I don't. Because now you can't tell people your ma. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, imagine you said, Paul, you're so beautiful. And I say, Unyogo. like that, your mother's also beautiful. So the energy you give is the energy you're going to get. Okay. Well, we need to get rid of you. Okay. Um, unfortunately, we, we are told. Again. Yeah, we're told uh, we need to go. So um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you so much. Um, I've known you since you were um, hustling to get into the industry. Right. You were still a model. Right. But you wanted to get deep into the industry. Right. And I'll never forget uh, meeting you at the engine at the airport. Um, I think you just auditioned for Tr Tropica Island of Treasure at the time uh, to be one of the presenters. And yeah, your hustle has been incredible. So to watch you grow to the woman, the beast that you've become for me is quite incredible. 
because I remember the young girl, the young woman rather, that I met at the airport. That's so a massive afro and stars in her eyes. <laughs> now, now, now you have become the star, so shout out to uh, wow, wow. So, so yeah. And you now you're even doing Disney movies and series. Oh, yeah. Woo, by the... Well, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, isn't it unbelievable, like a dream, though, to be in Disney? What is Kazazimoto? Kazazimoto's Generation Fire. Um, so I, I play um, a character within there, and you guys need to go watch it. I'm on the ninth episode. But it's uh, African stories told by African people in animation, which hasn't really been done before, not at this level, it's never at least. I mean, people have been doing it on YouTube. YouTube, yeah. No, but know. this is Disney now. This is okay. Like this is budget. Disney now on Disney, yeah. and I and I love what Disney's done. It's so beautiful, and I'm so proud to be part of another thing that's like the first time it's happening on the continent. There's lots of other incredible people who are involved. Nasty C's in it, my little brother. Shout out to Nasty C. Yeah. And um, so it's it's very very exciting, and it's going to be coming out I think on the fifth of July. Yeah, so on Disney the fifth of July. Disney Plus, make sure you subscribe. Exclusively, it's going to be there and get to watch a girl or at least see a girl in action. I love animation. Guys, please, if you're doing animation, more animation Disney. The idea of just pulling up and going straight to work, no makeup, no hair, is so powerful to me and not being worried about the rain and, and sound people, etc. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you just go. It was so much fun. I'm so excited to do something like that again. So, episode seven of Kazazi Nine. Nine. Episode nine. Episode nine. All right. It uh, launches 5th of July. Uh, literally next week on Disney Plus. So uh, your girl uh, Pearl for buying herself. Gabanga. <laughs> and also it deals with social media stuff. So it's really, really interesting. The incident, my Breastgate situation and the situation in the episode. In fact, Disney loved that there's a little bit of a, like a, almost like a, a realities crossing or meeting in that. But anyway, we're being chased out. So thanks, guys. No, no, we're not being chased out. You're being chased out. You've overstayed by 30 minutes already, so. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Okay. But thank you very much, Pearl. Thank you so uh, much. It's always such a pleasure to see you. Love and respect you long time. And we'll continue to uh, sing from tall buildings and tell the world about you. Thank you. I still can't believe you know my name. You know how much love and respect I have for you. Oh, and the fact that you know. No, I won't lie. Like, you, yeah. you, you, I tell you this off you know air all the time like yeah. the fact that you know me the fact that you know I exist and the fact that you have um the love you have for me is something i i, I don't take for granted mm. you know at, even at a personal level yeah. and the fact that we did that show together and then i ended up hosting it and you were so supportive mm. around that was something that also meant a lot to me so i just want to say more love this is this is only the beginning even for you there's so, so many great things that are still going to happen to us and uh, i'm so excited to see what the future has to hold Ladies and gentlemen, the Black Pearl Tusi. In closing, we'd like to send our warm wishes to all those dealing with the cold, but a special package of good vibes to anyone who had to deal with some tornado that just showed up in the neighborhood. Hope everyone stays warm, dry, and safe, and hope all of you have an incredible wow week in spite of yourselves. Shout out to Am Studios, Africa Podcast Network, Pezulu Works for the Cinematography, our audio uh, imaging specialist, uh, Artista Flo Fraser, and our guests today, Stuart Taylor, comedian, and Pearl Tusi, creative director, Kuvesh Mohan, and show producer, Kelly Somodisa King. Email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com.